Welcome to another episode of Add to Party. I'm your host, James Hartwell, and I'm joined by... Charles Jamont, and I'm joined by... Andy Kay. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we all know what that means. Yeah. No, I mean, there's not a lot of gaming news that came out this week. Sure. Yeah. Um, So you're recording... James, are you on Twitch? I'm not seeing us live. Oh, there we oh, go. There it is. Took a minute. I didn't do the startup stream today because I'm lazy. Hmm. Um, but no. Yeah. So really only kind of gaming news is more Blizzard news. Uh, Jay Allen Brack, president of Blizzard, stepped down, replaced by two fairly new hires to Blizzard. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also the head of HR has left Blizzard. I don't really think we can sustain a whole podcast based on that, based on the fact that we did 40 minutes about it last week. (laughs) So, and again, being as there's not really a lot to talk about, we thought we might take this opportunity to maybe just kind of fuck around (laughs) (laughs) and talk about one of our favorite genres, the Mm. Soulsborne genre. Mm. Speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And in the back, and if you're watching the VOD or live, in the background, I am playing uh, the newly released game Grime, which is a Souls-like Metroidvania. Oh, so what aspect of this makes it Souls? Uh, oh, there's a stamina uh, meter. Yeah, there's stamina <laughs> meter. You collect. You collect. I don't know what they call them in this game. To be frank with you, mm-hmm. um, a there's a parry mechanic. <laughs> uh, I actually didn't get a weapon for like the first five minutes. It was all parry. So let's uh let's go ahead and let's define this, huh? What what makes it what makes a Soulsborne game? Yeah, uh, I think well, a lot of people have differing opinions. On one would say um, inscrutable difficulty, right? Mm. Games where you know you don't either have a lot of health or you know mistakes are very costly. Mm-hmm. Listen, and it became a meme and a tired meme now, right? But is it Dark Souls hard? Right. But is it that hard? As if Dark Souls is the pinnacle of difficulty, which I don't know. I don't know if it I, is or not. I, I think similarly along that same line, is it, it it's a game that is hard, right? But it also require you really advance through skill more than anything. Mm-hmm. You can you can like level your character, get more more stamina, more attack power, right? But at the end of the day, it's really dependent on you being good at the game. Yeah. And I think that's a, I think that is one of its main qualifiers. Um, it is more skill based and, you know, when people prove it, they do their no hit runs, right? (laughs) Let me play through all the games famously without ever getting hit once and not leveling up and just do that. Yeah. And, And that is completely possible if you are good enough at the game. Yeah, I, I, I do remember fairly recently there was a speedrunner who did like the no hit Dark Souls trilogy run and he got hit on the last boss of Dark Souls 3. <laughs> <laughs> just so soul crushing, but in a way just so appropriate for the Dark Souls series. Yeah. Um, and that's another and, thing, too. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Andy. Say what you're going to say. People love at least the Souls games. Like, they love it. Like, they'll replay it and replay it and replay it. 
to the point that you cannot get hit until the last boss. Um, and so I think I don't I'm, I don't know if it's a qualifier of the the genre title, but just something I've noticed as a pattern is the replayability is enormous and insane. And I, I genuinely wish I could love something as much as people love Souls games. <laughs> like, they love them so much. How do you replay a game that many times? I don't know. I mean, I've replayed a lot of games many times. I, I don't know what's happened to me. <laughs> but I just wish I could age, learn a lot. Age, age. Yeah, exactly. that's it. You got I old, wish I could you got busy it. with work, don't have time for games as much. You have to, all your gaming time is all valuable instead of, like, just having a chance to just try something. Spend it on that active dating life. Am I right, Andy? <laughs> yeah, just looking longingly at people enjoying Souls games and wishing I could be that happy. Yeah, yeah. I'm just but, amazed by it. Yeah, yeah. I. so the other thing um, that's... Uh, it, it's, it's somewhat gameplay related, um, but I think it's really uh, more towards its work. It's... Uh, the game's world-building design that also makes something a Soulsborne game. Um, the interesting or cool part about Souls games is how little they tend to tell you about the world and how much you learn through inference or, or the little pieces of notes that are found on items you collect. Mm-hmm. And then the environmental design that kind of shows you some of this as well and can uh, be inferred by looking around environment i think that's something you could go around and see um and generally generally they don't have maps um that's not to say all of them don't in the genre but a lot of them don't Mm -hmm. yeah um and, and i think it's interesting too like so i'm playing this game right now and it's it's kind of more of a metroid it's it's more of a metroidvania first than it is like a soulsborne kind of game but i think metroid metroidvania refers to uh metroid and Castlevania um, games where basically you had to advance, you know, by opening the map and gaining new abilities and things like that. So you had a map that you just kind of traversed around and you couldn't advance until you got new abilities. Um, I do feel like that's kind of maybe the precursor to Souls, right? Like Metroid became Zelda and Zelda became Souls almost in a certain way. That's hmm. uh, it. I mean, that's an interesting turn. I don't know uh, how much you know. I can really verify it or agree with it, but <laughs> I, I, uh, you keep your revisionist history to yourself, says Charles. Yeah. Well, it's just that yeah, I, I, I agree that like um, there is certainly a link on like gameplay progression between a Soulsborne game and, and a Metroidvania. Um, you know where. There's like Metroidvania games tend to have this like, you know, big map and you move around the map, go back to places you've previously been as you gain new abilities to unlock bigger parts of it. Um, You know, and all the more you tend not to have much of a story or anything like that. But um, and I can see where that also kind of, you know, applies to Soulsborne games where, um, you know, it tends to be uh, you reach a certain point, find a shortcut that unlocks a, a bigger part of another area from previously, which can be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, which So I, I get you there. 
coming around to my wild uh, statement. Well, I, you, you know, go. the part I disagree, I'm not sure I fully agree with is the Zelda part, but you know. Well, I no, and and this is where I always struggle. What's what's the name of the Dark Souls developer? I always forget his name. Miyazaki. Miyazaki. I don't know. Yeah, he 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 has literally listed Legend of Zelda as an inspiration to his series. Uh, I can understand that in terms of like the idea of exploration. Yeah. Like that's just what it is. It's 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 focused on a single hero through an adventure. Um, yeah. And I can kind of get that going through dungeons and especially in Zelda, right? You're unlocking shortcuts in dungeons and becoming familiar with them and navigating them. Not that Dark Souls or Demon Souls or Soulsborns have puzzles, but um Well, I would disagree with you, Andy, cuz Oh, do they? Well, I mean, I know. The puzzles of Dark Souls are really the the bosses, that and also fair. and also mobs that you may encounter. Uh, I mean, famously, there's the the kicking skeleton in Dark Souls One, right? Mm -hmm. That that is a that is a puzzle to figure out. Yeah, no, that's a good way of framing it. Yeah, and 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 skill based, right? Solving that, I think that's a huge part of it. And honestly, we've we've grouped this word together. We've created another Metroidvania type term, um, you know, naming a genre after a game. But um, what are other Soulsborne games? <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's the so, thing. Yeah. We've built it up to you know classify things that are directed or at least tangential to Miyazaki or From Software. Well, so you have you're obviously your From Softwares, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, you have the anime one. What is that yes. one? Code Vein. Blade. Oh, okay. <laughs> Code Vein. There's Code Vein, Mortal Shell, Neo. Um, yep. Oh, what is Mortal Shell? I've never heard of that one before. Mortal Shell. I have it. It's it's very slow, um, but it is kind of it's good. Um, it's it's more like how to describe it. it it's kind of like if you took Dark Souls um, blocking to its um, logical extremes because you have an ability to become completely invulnerable for like two seconds, but okay. it has a long cooldown. Sure. But every fight is based around that ability for the okay. most part. Okay. Yeah. 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 And do so, they all have the mechanic of dying and leaving your experience behind? Mostly. Uh, yeah. Code Vein does. So does Neo. Okay. Um, and do they have the shared like asynchronous communication mechanic? Like, um, uh, I like die leaving a note in my body, or I can leave a message to those who might, you know, come after me. I oh. think that's a that's an interesting point. I, I don't know a lot of the knockoffs have that. Neo has that, that's in it. which you can fight um, the ghosts of people who died to mm. kind of reclaim their souls. Mm. But Code Vein, uh, Code Vein has co-op, but I don't think it has notes. Yeah, I don't think it has notes. Notes. The way Code Vein tried to distinguish itself was um, you always had an NPC partner with you. Oh. And, you know, and you had certain classes. So you picked a class, and then you pick a partner that could either complement you or, you know, cover a weakness of yours, you know, fully. Um, and, you know, that was fun. <laughs> it was, you know, it was very anime. It was, kind of, it was still good. It's, a, it's, a, it's an great. enjoyable time, but mm -hmm. yeah, I, I enjoyed my my time I had with it. Um, also, of note, twenty minutes into this game, I just remembered I have a heavy attack. Oh, that's important. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, you solved all those other puzzles without it. That's, that's true. Yeah. 
Every anime uh, is nothing. Yeah. So, I, th- I mean, I think to some people, though, that kind of collaborative, um, it's, it's, it's almost kind of harkening back to the days where, how to describe it best? Um, uh, this is a very an old man take. Right? Ooh. You know, the Mew is under a truck. That, that time yeah, exactly. Movie. Right. Oh, or, like the playground story or play. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Because the the way that works in Dark Souls is you can't just type whatever you want. You have a list of keywords they can they let you select from. And the community has kind of developed its own language based on those keywords. Mm-hmm. So you get like a note, it's like rolling ahead is good idea in front of an open space like a, a cliff. And that's kind of telling you it's like if you roll off here, you might land somewhere good. Or it could be someone fucking with you and you'll just die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. You know, people even tell kind of fun jokes through it where they can. And yeah. it's just, it's nice. It makes you feel not alone um, as you're navigating some pretty oppressive environments. Um, yeah. It was in- I mean, extremely clever. I, what a great idea. I think, too, that's something a lot of people associate as a, a grim, dark setting for the most part. Mm-hmm. That's really more of a from software thing than anything like the anime games like that we were talking about um they i mean anime games tend to be apocalyptic to begin with but they're also very bright and cheery (laughs) now what's most important okay Mm -hmm. i read an article i don't remember when um but criticizing the idea that we use a term like metroidvania right using Mm -hmm. games to describe a game because it's alienating to people outside of the hobby that don't necessarily have the experience. Calling something a Soulsborne game is kind of alienating, right? If yeah. they don't know the history. What do you call a Soulsborne game? Let's uh, be inclusive. Sh- Mortal oh. Shell called it a deep action game. Uh, see, here's the thing. Oh. All of that's useless. <laughs> if it's well, this... a new a new person coming into this hobby is going to try a game and you and they know nothing of the hobby both our terms are useless just call it by the fucking game okay like <laughs> like oh, okay. it's a thing you learn like what you know i it, it's kind it sounds a little bit dumb to be like but you know hold on why should we call things controllers yeah. like I, it seems so like what it doesn't matter to you before. What does deep action RPG like game like mean to you? Do you still have to describe every other part like you would have if you called it a Soulsborne? Yes. This <laughs> this this also goes back to our discussion of what is a MOBA from yeah from last week. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it kind of gives it like a more a neutral term to help us like even break the idea or you know the bubble of of Soulsborne, right? Let other people like enjoy the genre in terms of games. Let other games play in that space and not feel attached or constantly compared to a single game. Um, I think it's kind of, a, uh, would be kind of neat to like branch it about uh, like, you know, out and above uh, just Soulsborns. And I kind of like the idea of deep action. It, it kind of has this implication of, you know, strategic action, mm-hmm. uh, which is very much, you know, applying to the idea of, you know, every encounter, it should be meet, met with the idea of, you know, a puzzle, something to figure out, very technical heavy, uh, which I think is one of the biggest through lines between be, be, between all of the games. And I think is what increases its replayability, because mm-hmm. I can solve that puzzle as a mage. I can solve that puzzle as a person with a big sword or a small sword or whatever other classes there are. I don't remember. 
a hammer, <laughs> but you know, you, you adjust your speed, you adjust all these other things and it's all to solve different things. So I kind of like the idea of deep action. I've heard something like hardcore something or another, but hardcore is too edgy. I, I mean, that just sounds, you know, the, there's also a contingent of people who are like, these are the only real games because they don't hold your hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So hmm, I like that. I don't know if any. Oh, you said Mortal Coil used that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Mortal know Shell. Mortal, Mortal Shell. Shell. Um, to be fair, the I Metroidvania do. thing, I don't know if they ever came up with a better term. <laughs> I don't know. That's so ingrained, the Metroidvania. Um, yeah, it is. But, it's not something you can slap on the back of a box, but uh, I mean, indie, game, indie games definitely anymore. do. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. The Steam pages for many indie games say this is a Metroidvania. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it just applies anyways. Then it just applies. But then we compare it all. <laughs> we always compare them. But that's true. Either- well, I mean, again, if you're new to this entire thing, what are you actually comparing against? If you how many people anything. have actually played Super Metroid at this point? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I we have Metroid Dread coming out Metroid. soon, so that can kind of reintroduce the genre to a lot of people. But there you go. Yeah. I never played. Have I played? I've played a Metroid, probably. You probably. Pl- I-, I would guess you I played, played Prime, Prime, Andy. I played yeah. Prime. And I think I I beat a different one. I don't remember what. It Did was. you play other M? No. Which hasn't time been kinder to it? No, I feel actually. like oh okay well <laughs> no, everybody I mean at least in the Metroid community it seems like everybody still kind of hates it. Oh, other M was a Metroid where it looked like it had pedigree back when we all thought Team Ninja could do good things, um, <laughs> but then they didn't for a very long time. But now they do again because they made Neo. Um, but now maybe they're not because the Final Fantasy Isekai looks strange we'll see oh but that it was fun to play though yeah that's right here which is all you and, really need and i mean that's actually very a good point andy that the new final fantasy oranges game that is a soulsborn game yeah it's right. a soulsborn deep action hmm. i never did i didn't have a chance to try out the demo actually i didn't want to but uh, <laughs> that's it. it does it is it actually more of a soulsborn yeah you yeah it's there's you know, there's checkpoints. You have limited heals, the Estus class system, as it were, and from there, right, it's kind of yeah, it's 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 pretty much on the thing. I think it has the Final Fantasy magic system and job class changes, so that's there. But I don't know, the framework is still of kind of a a Souls like genre, and it's like oppressively like dark fantasy. Like it is, yeah, just skulls everywhere. It's, ugh. I mean, and again, that's not my aesthetic, so I guess I'm I'm coming at it from the wrong angle. But it's just like even the game we're watching now, just everything's so dark, right? Yeah, I'm also playing like a creature with a, a smooth orb as a head. So <laughs> that's fair. I don't know. It's it's never been so much my aesthetic. So I maybe I guess that's not a fair criticism. I think it's fair to criticize skulls being everywhere, though. Yeah, you can use too many skulls, everyone. Come on. I mean, Mortal Shell also is like that. It's a lot of, you know, grim, dark, heavy fantasy kind of Is it a shit. parody of itself, though? Maybe no. that I can. No, it takes itself very seriously. Okay. Well, <laughs> when you've got skulls everywhere, you've got to be self-aware or not. Maybe that is what people do. Maybe that is how people build things. Just skulls. Why not? <laughs>
But there you go. Yeah, we even have Soulsborne on the horizon. Even Final Fantasy caught the bug. Um, but at and, least and Elden Ring, don't forget. Mm, that's right. Where we we haven't seen gameplay yet, right? They they uh, had it was like they had um, yeah. It, it was it, you didn't have in-game gameplay, but you had gameplay. If that makes sense, right? Like they didn't show the HUD, but you, you could definitely tell parts of the trailer were gameplay <laughs> oh wait yeah. i remember right now because it seemed a little bit faster in my mind because that's one thing i don't like about like dark souls and stuff is that at least the way i've played it it's too slow i'm sure i can build a faster character but it doesn't Did, match the speed of bloodborne were you a, were you a sword and board kind of guy andy uh through um i don't know i am not good at playing dark souls or demon souls or whatever i really only played demon souls and I don't know what I'm doing during it, but really? I know I, I have a I thought you played sword. Dark Souls 3. No. No. You played Bloodborne, though, right? I loved Bloodborne. I okay. loved Bloodborne. Because Bloodborne, you felt, well, not that you can't feel cool, right? You know, rolling, taking five seconds to just roll. But, um, God, Bloodborne's so cool. And your weapons are cool. And you can <laughs> just, like, roll. You just roll around. You just keep spamming buttons and rolling, and it's just, oh, God. Oh, it's so cool. This feels like a boss arena. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're yeah. about to hit something. Let's go no. back. What? No. Go in there with a quarter of health. Just don't get a hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it's a true. skill-based game, James. You're probably just, just be, bad at the game. Just be good, James. Just you're be good. You're bad at the game. You know the rules. But... But no, I actually haven't played many Souls. I bought, bought Dark Souls, and I played maybe like 30 minutes of it, but it didn't catch my... Interesting. Demon Souls I bought way, way, way back when. I remember it just being like that rare game that like nobody bought but was good, like when it was in that phase. And then I remember I found it somewhere cheap, and I picked it up, and I was like, oh, I'll be part <laughs> of this now. And I played it, and I remember I think I chose literally the worst class. I chose like, you're just like a person? or something like you're not a knight you're not anything you're just a person and then i went through it and it actually was really difficult and then it became really rewarding and i got the whole thing and then someone came into my game and killed me and i lost all my progress and i realized this is dumb this is very dumb and then i never played it again it was what how is that fun Okay, Soulsborne games, people invading your world. I don't know if that's for every one of them. I don't think so. But I don't understand how that mechanic is fun unless you like to troll. I don't get it. I was about to go fight this big boss. I was so proud of all the souls I collected, all like, you know, the inching forward that I had to do through all these areas because everything could kill you. And then some douche just runs up to me and just kills me. And that's fun. That's for fun him. for him. Yeah. How is that? That's oh, when invaders came over to me, I just like cleared up a spot and then I was like, all right, let's go. I, <laughs> uh, well, it. especially for it's me too. To I'm not good out. At, <laughs> I, don't I don't, I don't see how being mean is fun because it's only mean. Andy, how long have you been on the internet? <laughs> and I avoid a lot of mean places on the internet. But, like, it's it's purely 100% mean to go into someone's game and kill them. It is it is of no fun to me, and especially because I'm not good at games. 
And so when I reach a milestone like that, I am very proud and excited. And then to <laughs> see like an hour or an hour and a half just blow away because someone because the game by default lets people invade your world to kill you and take your stuff. Oh, my God. How is this a thing? Well, I'm that's it. So I uh, maybe you never reach the parts where the covenants actually matter, but there are uh, there is a covenant system within the Dark Souls and even Bloodborne uh, games. So uh, these are basically an external organization that you join in the game. You encounter NPCs that are recruiters for that organization. Uh, in Dark Souls, famously, one of them is uh you know the sun worshipers and those praise people, the sun yep and that's where praise the saint sun came from but and those people will join your your game as gold players and they are meant to be your helpers mm. there's other organizations like the dark rates i think is for in dark in uh the first dark souls is, as one of the organizations you know uh they ca- some of the names change and some of them carry over to the other games but basically there are some covenants that are exclusively for PvP that you join. And when you beat people, you get an item that you can use uh, to trade in, I believe, and collect. So, and then there are, there's like other covenants that are meant to be called in when other people invade you. So like you could create a game, like a sort of meta game within the world based on the covenants you joined, which are very uh, interesting Was to do. Was that in Demon Souls? Uh, in, let's say, let's yeah. say, was it in Demon Souls too? I feel like there might have been that I just ignored. I just That's also true. I think Demon Souls just had that one boss you could play as, the Great Monk. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I'm already mad again. I'm like, I honestly walked away from that game years later, thinking I beat it, and now <laughs> I look back and I don't, I don't know what type of mental gymnastics I did to just recategorized where that game is in my life i thought i beat it but now i but then you know as the remake came out i realized no no there was a horrible i think a bad game oh god can i call it a bad game design not really because people freaking love the game but god <laughs> letting people invade your game to kill you ugh, why are you playing the game just turn it off i did i did and i told everyone i beat it <laughs> Well, how about oh, for shit. that section? Why don't you turn off internet? Yeah, you could do that too most of the time. That's true. I could just not. I mean, I some, some connect, but I like the fun messages. So, Sometimes there are uh, NPCs, like AI NPCs that they summon in areas, so you can't completely get away with it. But um, yeah. also, just for posterity, I did beat that boss. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Baby town easy. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> oh easy peasy. Guys, that's so stupid. I hate it. But that's it. That's all I have to say about it. And that's literally my only experience with Souls games. Is I like Demon Souls until it was dumb. And Bloodborne is fun because you can turn a sword into... Or a hammer into a sword. That's great. You can turn an axe into a bigger axe. That's fantastic. And then I get to oh. roll around a bunch. Just wonderful. Yeah. Just wonderful. Uh, this is definitely a Metroidvania based on the map that I just saw. Um... Andy, did you play Neo? I played the demo, and to be fair, I liked it. I actually bought it. I liked it so much. Um, and then Souls I never board? played it. I never played oh. it again. <laughs> That's 
naturally, because as you become an adult, you buy games and then never play them. Um, but I found it for super cheap somewhere, and I was like, oh, I'll definitely play this. Uh, but I, to be fair, I did like the demo of Neo. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know what was different about the combat. I think the combat in Neo was faster, too. And it wasn't it more like parry-based or like dodging-based or something? It, it was very heavily... Um... You had to like backstep a lot and parry to clear like demon pools. And, and I like think that. that's what it was, is I felt like it felt, I don't know, like more fluid. Like it felt nice where I feel like like when I play a Demon Souls game, and by that I mean when I play Demon Souls, <laughs> I it feels like, have you ever used those bikes? I think they're like workout bikes. And then they would have a knob that you turn and it makes the wheels harder to spin. All the gear, Andy, yeah. All bikes, (laughs) for the most part. No, not a gear. It's a knob. It's it's a knob, and Uh it makes the wheels really hard to turn the more you turn the knob. Mm -hmm. Uh And playing Demon Souls is like someone is turning this knob, and everything just feels slower and more, like, effort-intensive. And just like it's like I'm pushing against something and it's it feels like it's literally for me slowing down the fun. And that just means I like a different type of fun. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that Demon Souls being more methodical and slower makes it a lot more fun for other people. But it feels yeah. like a workout bike and someone is turning that knob. It's a it's not a gear. It's a knob workout bike knob and i'm taught this bike has to have been built like 40 years ago it's that kind of knob workout bike knob it's a yeah. thing anyways that's demon souls you're so andy you're talking about gears <laughs> no not gears i agree yes. i'm about gears no it's a knob andy i literally just bought a bike you're talking about gears well the gears are to switch the however you turn your pedals to like you know like lessen i don't know you know get more work out of effort right i don't remember what the equation is but gears help you do more work more efficiently (laughs) the workout knob no this is a workout knob (laughs) i'm telling you Uh, carl's i'm not crazy right it's no workout bike knob it's the knob okay Uh andy andy here's let's let's think about this just for a second the gears on a bike can yes if you turn it one way can make the pedals easier and provide more work if you turn it the other way here this knob can be Mm-mm. it's not a gear bigger. it's a knob um i'm just gonna keep saying knob so that it finally makes sense but and i here's found the, a... thing, though, the, the mechanism by which that the gear is turned does not make it not a gear. <laughs> it's not a gear because gears are like doing like actual work. This is just like a resistance knob. It's as if they're like placing like two plates on the wheel to like, you know, restrict its movement to add that seems, more resistance to it. That seems weird as a concept because that would just wear the bike down faster. It's the workout bike and it's the workout knob. And that's Demon Souls. Because when you adjust gears in Demon Souls, you're not rewarded with efficiency while pi- like pedaling up a hill. No, I'm rewarded with a resistance knob. It just makes everything collectively and universally more difficult and less fun. 
I can't find the knob. I, I apparently this doesn't exist, but it does. Because it's a gear. <laughs> it's not a gear. It's not a gear. <laughs> My workout bike resistance. Anyways, you, I can me, continue. Me, to me explaining to you what a gear is is the dark souls of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and functionally, they're different. Here, maybe if you see the top of it. Let, let let's uh let's 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 extrapolate the actual this this uh Dark Souls talk because this is the Soulsborne games are the one of the classic subjects of this very conversation. Should more games have easy modes? Yep. Yep. Well, Especially not- <laughs> as I've gotten older, give me an easy mode. This came up at a this came up with Sekiro, right? Uh, like, that was, yeah. That was the first time it like really like for a Soulsborne game. It was like Hey, um, this is kind of hard for people with disabilities, but they would still like to enjoy your game. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Go, go ahead. For it. No, no, no. Yeah. Go ahead. I, uh, what's it? And this is not just talking about Soulsborne games, but like just games in general have easier difficulties. I think you should have easier difficulties uh, when it makes sense. And in general, Almost ninety nine percent of games, it would make sense to have an easier mode. <laughs> like, there's a one percent thing that I would say, like, you know, it might you you might find it difficult to have the right experience if you add an easy mode. Uh, if you know you want a particular, you're aiming for a particular experience in a certain section of a game or whatever. But uh, there should there should still be ways to make the bigger experience as a whole easier for a mode um yeah but yeah i i think it's a it's one of those interesting like well okay it's not fully interesting i <laughs> because i think we've i think we've got the right take gentlemen we solved it uh yeah most <laughs> games <laughs> most games should just add a an easy mode someone call jason schreier we've cracked the nuts <laughs> <laughs> we've got it going but, uh, but that's um, not the director's intention. Yeah, yeah okay. a lot of yeah, exactly. See, a lot of people that will argue for not an easy mode are you know they hide behind uh, the idea of going like, is this the right vision of the game? Is it not? Is, if you make it easier, can you still call it X game or Y game? And uh, look, I can understand a thought about like what is a creative choice and how. you know how difficulty can play into a creative direction but i think it's very difficult to say that a game hinges entirely on its difficulty to have an identity i think uh i know people will say that is a soulsborne game notoriously difficult but a soulsborne game has a lot more than just that it's world building for for one yeah and it's like level design is another and it's like save system and everything else like just level design is actually a big one and i think that's one of the places people often say that from software separates itself from the rest of the genre yeah like it's very hard for people um to get that kind of level design that feels good this is also kind of comes up when we were talking about death death store last week which is has souls born elements um it's it it's like, why don't we see more Zelda-like games? And that's because designing Zelda dungeons is a pain in the fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to make a dungeon that's difficult enough to be satisfying, but 
um, easy enough to be understood. Mm-hmm. That's true. And and I think Dark Souls, um, the Dark Souls, or the From Software ones, generally speaking, do a good job finding that balance, except for that first area in Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Look, that's brutal. No, that's I love that first area. Once we're on this side. Oh, we yeah. get that... Uh, I, you know, because one, I, I, I enjoyed that we all played it around the same time. And we were the only game separate. out on PS4. So. Yeah, <laughs> that we all like separately struggled and had our problems with. And it, it literally became the thing where like, um, you know, I got through it. Andy got through it. And like we, we started doing the whole like, hey, if you could just get through this part, there's a shortcut that, you know, just run past it, ignore it. And suddenly the game got better. <laughs> yeah, I was about 10 seconds away from quitting Bloodborne. Yeah. I, I remember <laughs> that. Because yeah. Bloodborne, Bloodborne was my first Soulsborne game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually almost didn't get it because I thought it was too spooky and I'm a baby. Um, do not like horror games, generally speaking. That's fair. Yeah. It has a spooky vibe. Bloodborne was also my first uh, Soulsborne game, too. What a time that was. God, that game was so good. And it was so fun to get better at, like, and just experimenting with the weapons. And again, I'm sure this is the joy people feel in all the Souls games. But Jesus Christ, Bloodborne was, game was so yeah. good. Give us another one of those. We don't need more Dark Souls. I, Not that I we're mean, getting one. We're getting Elden Ring now. But. I, I, would, I would expect... Um, one piece of news that I don't think we covered recently was that Sony bought the studio Nixes, N-I-X-X-E-S, I believe. Which one is that one? And they um, they specialize in PC ports. Oh. Uh, and basically what I've heard is the Days Gone and the Death Stranding PC ports have done very well on PC. Cool. And to the point where Sony's like, all right, we're probably going to get more of these. And I would imagine Bloodborne is probably high on that list oh. of games. They, you listen, PC. You can have it now. All right, we've had our <laughs> it's, fun. It's been six years. Yeah, you can you can have it now. I'm all about. All right, I'm I am anti-consumer. I love being empowered by my console choice by having great exclusives. Okay, <laughs> it's just ah, I'm reassured. Hmm, I made the right choice. I'm above console wars. But I can privately feel confident and it's it's I'm I'm a total sucker for it. So absolutely you can get Bloodborne after three years. No, it's way more than that. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, my hypothetical Bloodborne 2 or my God of War or Uh, anything, my Returnal. Um, We have all these excellent games in this ecosystem. Yeah, I think about four years. Like them well, handing out Horizon right now, I think is a wonderful idea. Um, what was it? I think Death Stranding was only what a year and a half before it was it came only out a year of PC? and a half. And I think yeah. that was from the beginning though, because that's not a Sony studio. Yeah, um, that was just a very smart business decision that um, Jim Ryan, uh, who we all know how we all feel about, uh, can't make again. It's obviously too difficult. So that went to PC, and Xbox better not get him. But everything else, everything else is in-house. Or at least the cards are held closer. I'm glad, though. That give them the old stuff. Give them the old stuff. It's made its money. So Maybe magnanimous of you, Andy. I am. I'm a good person. <laughs> Let them eat cake, Andy. Oh, Andy my says. God. I'm... Mm, 
I hate that I side with Sony on exclusives. Like, I don't like that part of myself. I know it's bad, but... Oh. Uh, well, so there's a lot of things I forgive uh, in uh, consumerism. Uh, <laughs> and that's probably, that's the end of the question, the sentence. But um, <laughs> in addition... Uh, I'm a whore. <laughs> you know, end of sentence. My thing is, I do think that good comp, you know, competition uh, is a breeding ground for innovation and quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there was nothing to, you know, if there was nobody to stand against it, you eventually become stagnant and dull. Or, uh, and if you are a company with no uh, no competition, things get real shitty real fast for your consumers. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Um, you know, for me, seeing console exclusive, exclusive, you know, in the law, you know, as a consumer, I would, I would hate, uh, exclusives, mm-hmm. but I understand. Yeah. Uh, because those exclusives have to also be really good. Right. Like <laughs> it incentivizes the company to invest, right? Yeah. Like invest. Yeah. And Sony has put out so many excellent games and now Microsoft might release a lot of good games. We don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. um, Death Store was real good. Yeah. Wait, Death Store was part of the Sony or uh, the Microsoft um, uh, buying screen? No, it's Devolver, but oh, it, seems, okay. it seems like Microsoft's got some timed exclusivity on it. All right. I just know like because they bought like Double Fine. They bought Ninja Theory. They bought... Um, no, no, no. This is South Park Studio Ocidian. They bought... Yeah. Um, no, Death Store is only out on PC and Xbox right now. Okay. And I assume it's probably, it'll probably come to PlayStation, you know, six months to a year more than likely. But. Yeah, which is fair. But I'm just curious, like, it, it for, Sony's exclusive forced Microsoft to invest. And we might get good games out of it. And they bought risky stuff like Double Fine. Um, I don't think Double Fine makes buckets of money. Um, but they sure as heck are creative. Um, and Ninja Theory never makes money, uh, but they make <laughs> great-looking games. I, they don't. Ninja and Sigma Black. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that's Team Ninja. Or Ninja oh, you're Theory right. Different. Is, um, How dare you say that about what? What was the game we liked, Charles? I'm trying to remember it. <laughs> the one with the the uh, the um, girl. Son was sacrificed. So, yeah, that one was good. But what was the one I, where I, the I mean, to play that in VR? Heavenly Sword. Heavenly Sword. No, the That's other a, one. And, and Enslaved. Enslaved. That's the one. That one was really good. Yeah. <laughs> Ninja Theory does good work. They don't make money. And uh, unpopular <laughs> opinion, DMC. I thought it was good. And that was Ninja Theory, too. Um, and then they had to go independent after that. I thought that's Team Ninja. I thought that's Team Ninja. No, no. DMC was Ninja Theory. Yeah, remember because I had a great story, and well, I thought it was great. Um, and oh really wait, creative cinematic D- environment. DMC as in the, the one-off, the, not the one-off. Yeah, the yeah, one-off. yeah. Uh, which I thought I thought it was a ton of fun. Oh, I what enjoyed a blast. it. Yeah, um, but it was very cool to hate. Because um, I guess it wasn't <laughs> technically up to snuff, which is fine. Come on, we, guys. We, we've strayed from the topic now, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, anyways, yeah, okay. exclusives are good. Okay, I'm actually a good person for supporting exclusives. Yeah. Uh huh. Get out of here yeah. with your kumbaya. Yeah. So, um, 
Okay, let's talk about this real quick then about uh, Soulsborne games. Mm. What mm. is uh, what was your favorite boss fight? Which is what lots of the Soulsborne games are very memorable for. I'm not gonna favorite lie to you. Boss fight. I don't remember any of them. <laughs> Andy, the most memorable parts for me were exploring the area and like getting better at the game. I I, uh, I don't think that. Happened. Okay, well, let's let's also expand it. All right, uh, memorable moments. I. Well, for me, I think, and it's recency bias, but um, the monkey boss in Sekiro. Oh, I don't think I got that far. That's that's fair. Well, Andy, let me tell you, it's a great Mm. fight for a lot Um, of reasons. (laughs) And I loved Sekiro, too. I didn't rage quit that one. Um, I probably quit it for some petty reason to play Uh, a different game. uh, I'm not going to spoil the fight. But look, oh, yeah, here, yeah. here was a question that I threw myself at, which, by the way, I never did beat that fight, um, where I thought to myself, where is, how big is this hitbox? <laughs> 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 and that's how I felt about that fight. Um, but, okay. Um, yeah, let's I you know, to say, uh, without spoiling that fight, um, I think the the scenery leading up to it, and like all the, you know, the level design that goes to it, it was really good. The music's good during that fight too. Yeah, it is. Mm. especially during the um, the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, is it still about Sekiro? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was, was still game. Sekiro. I really like. Uh, for me, I I think uh, I, my most memorable moment is in the DLC for Bloodborne uh, on. on very much likely the first boss you have to run into in the uh, in the DLC. Oh, that motherfucker! Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, much like the rest of the game, they have you know multiple phases. The second phase has the best soundtrack yeah. of the entire game, and it is so cool, especially if you understand the backstory of the person you're fighting, which you can find out either later or if you're good earlier, depending on how good <laughs> you are at looking at items. But yeah, it is so good. It's like uh, the soundtrack is so good that I was like, why is it, why can't they just play this on every boss fight? Because <laughs> I will be pumped up and feel incredible the entire time. Um, I would also say the Garland fight in um, the demo for Final Fantasy Origins. Wow, was actually really good. Yeah, it was challenging, but it was really good. Now I feel like an asshole for not playing it. <laughs> I mean, you're going to play it. It's going to be in the game. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, and it, it, it kind of challenged you to use all your abilities, too, which, you know, is like you can't just melee him. Well, you can if you're good enough, I guess. But um, but it's like if you use magic in certain phases of that fight, it would get a lot easier. Hmm. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to think of non-from software ones. Well, it's a Andy. You never got to answer fully. Oh, I don't. I don't have any bosses, but I do have a very distinct moment. I remember of when the souls like aesthetic clicked. Not aesthetic, but just uh, to describe it though. Like I remember when I was going through Demon Souls, and everything was difficult, and I was I didn't know anything I was doing. But I remember I was in the prison level. And I was fighting, like, the Cthulhu people. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, I, I was fighting them. And then all of a sudden it clicked in my brain that I recognized their patterns. And, like, I solved that character and how to fight them. And then I was like, oh, my God, this is incredible. 
Like, I get it. I get why people like Souls games. And then I was great at the game. Well, comparatively, right? But I remember it was in that prison with that character that I understood why a Souls game was good and why people enjoyed them. And then mm-hmm. I was really proud of myself. And then I walk out and I go to fight some big soldier thing. I don't know. And then some douchebag kills me. But that's my most memorable is in the in the prison. I, I remember it so distinctly. And I always think back on that, too. Like when people talk about souls and why they like it. And I was like, I got it at that time. And then everything else was awful. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I do think it needs that moment before it it, that type of that this type of game clicks for most people and hooks people right mm-hmm. you know um you get a real sense of pride and accomplishment by um going to play those you know playing and running your head through and then suddenly realizing what's going on yeah it was incredible and then when i went to go play the remake it was almost too easy because i guess i picked like a actual class and i remember walking <laughs> through demon souls and i was just tearing through stuff and i was like this is i almost think this is too easy and then, of course, it wasn't too easy after a little bit. But Did you play a mage, Andy? Because mage is actually very easy. In Demon no, I played up, uh, I think, just like a knight. I had like a okay. sword and a shield. and um, But I remember the first time I played, I just remember being a human. Like, I had nothing. I had nothing. Um, and I remember I named him Chungus. That, Big Chungus. That, this was before Big Chungus. This was just Chungus. Yeah, that's right, Andy. You're, you're the one who invented it. I did. No, I wasn't. Jim Sterling back on the Destructoid podcast. Yeah. I remember he would use it and I would name my character Chungus. And I was like, ah. Yeah, it was really weird. Uh, cause so I remember funny. Andy used to tell me about this. Uh, why? I was like, Andy, why is your name's always Chungus? Yep. <laughs> and then suddenly a couple of years later, people started talking about Chungus. And I was like, oh, is everybody listening to Destructoid? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I was know. confused. I actually thought, I was like, wait, did Jim steal it from somewhere? And I was like, no, it was just taken from Jim. Classic Sterling, am I right? Yeah, classic Sterling. Yeah. Um, but Destructoid podcast was so good. Back in like the, back in that era. Yeah, well, you know what, James? I hope you realize this reminds me that I didn't finish Sekiro. Now I might have to go back. Yeah, I did that recently. I, I hadn't finished it, so I went back and replayed it and finished it. And um, just as a reminder, the Demon of Hatred is an optional boss. <laughs> well, here's the problem. You get the, the, the nice you know, item to help increase your HP. I know. But it's, it's just that I, I remember that's where I stopped the last time I played it. And I'm like, oh, I don't have to fight him because <laughs> he is the hardest boss in the game. <laughs> James, very important. What's up? up? Can you look at the link I posted and put that on screen just real quick? I just want (laughs) everyone to understand that there's such a thing as the knob just for posterity. You know, when you get a moment or or we can all live with the mystery of knowing I'm right. I was right. Mm -hmm. I was always right. All right. Hold on. We're we're talking (laughs) Let's bring up this eBay listing for the one bike in the world. (laughs) All I could find was pictures of the knob on eBay. It's nowhere else. Mm -hmm. And then just go here. OBS, what are you doing here? Come on. Can everybody just be transported back in time to the indoor stationary exercise bike with the resistance knob? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Oh my god, indoor bikes with resistance knob is the dark souls of exercising. OBS is frozen on me. I'm ho- I I assume the stream is still going, but it, it is. is still going. Listen, we can live hot. with the mystery. I only wanted I only wanted to put out there that I found it. Just okay. post that link in the description of the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> required required reading slash buy. <laughs> if you want to listen to our podcast, please buy this. It's real. I can't Andy, find. Do, Andy, do you have an affiliate link that you can use for this? Or, I or... don't. I should find it on Amazon. Create an affiliate link off Put of that. Put code tempo on the. Uh... <laughs> God. Eh, it exists, though, just so everyone knows. Very just proud so of you, Andy, knows. for Thank finding the you. one bike that had that. I, you know, it's I. Well, I found the replacement part on eBay because <laughs> again, you can't. These things don't exist outside of. What is that? What is that effect called? The Berenstein Berenstein. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Mandela. Man, Mandela. Effect. Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. Am I am I imagining these bikes that don't exist? You are, but that's okay. I do. <laughs> yeah, fucking Berenstein stain bears over here. Is it this? Is it stain or steen? Stain. It's A instead of an okay. E. Yeah. Which is why what makes it a more egregious conspiracy. It definitely makes sense as bearing steam. <laughs> it's literally, yeah. So uh, that's it. All right. Well, you know what? We're hitting the top of the hour. What have you guys been playing besides James, who's obviously playing this game? <laughs> so it's called Grime. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I did beat I beat the first ending of Death Store uh, this weekend. Oh, cool! Um, you kind of unlock a whole second section of it when you beat the game to get the true ending. Mm. Um, so I'm kind of like working my way through that, but it it does have kind of a lot of Nintendo hard. You need a guide to figure out where this shit is. So oh, really? Mm. Yeah. I mean, which is fine. If I wanted to explore the world to that level, I would. Oh, hey, here's the here's the next boss. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, no Death Store is great, and I highly recommend you play it. You can play it on PC. So, oh, yeah, that you got me interested in it. Charles, what about you? Other than Final Fantasy fourteen? Uh, well, you know, right now I'm playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the grind for the Shadowbringers uh, Relic continues. Uh, the the scary part for me is realizing how much uh, cool story is in this in this quest chain that made me realize and get scared about I have to go to do the previous expansion's quest chain so I see that story. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> the, the cool That's part about, Yeah, the cool part about this one is just that uh, characters from other side stories appear that you don't expect to appear. And I go, hey, I love that guy or girl. And I go, oh, crap, dude. Other cool characters you like in previous quest lines show up in these other relic stories. And so now I want to do them all. I'm going to do them all. Also, uh, my free company remodeled uh, the house this uh, week, and it's very pretty. So everyone's been happy to log in and out. At the <laughs> that statement is hilarious to me. <laughs> You don't understand. Once you're a homeowner, you'll get it. Uh, that's true. <laughs> Curse to be a renter. <laughs> you know, you won't live in the apartments over at the at the residential wards. No. Yeah, I owned an apartment, and then they kicked it. They kicked me out of it. Let's say, Andy, what have you been playing? I've been trying to get into fourteen again. I think I am. I think I'm back into it. 
I've been having fun. I found a free company. They're all very nice. But then here, okay, question for the MMO players. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. do you know when the your free company or your guild is the right one? <laughs> like, do you ever have like FOMO, like community FOMO? <laughs> like, would I be happier with a different group? I don't know. I mean, well, okay, here's how you know. When you're with your real friends in real life, do you ever wonder <laughs> if there's better friends somewhere? <laughs> I genuinely don't. Every time we hang out, Charles. <laughs> Listen, I understand. You know, my personal opinion when our D and D group hangs out is just there's cooler people somewhere. There's there's <laughs> gotta somewhere. be cooler people. Especially oh, now, especially now that you're you're in uh, air, specific areas of the Pacific Northwest. There's a <laughs> lot of cooler people around. Oh, don't worry, I'm looking. Those meetup groups. <laughs> <laughs> Once that kendo class comes back, yeah, you'll see. But um, no, you know, Andy, if you're not happy with this community of people, even though they're just being nice, you could look for other more active, more inclusive feeling. What's what's the matter, Andy? Too much ERP, not enough ERP. (laughs) There, we could all use a little more. But I, I don't know. Maybe we don't talk about anime enough. Maybe, maybe they're not (laughs) like I want to like. They don't have an interest in what I'm doing. <laughs> well, okay, Andy. It's always I'll... about their quest. Never mind. <laughs> what about this? Does that free company have a Discord? Yes. Did you go to the Discord? Absolutely not. not. <laughs> yeah. So it, in my free company's Discord, we have a couple of channels where people do talk about stuff like that or post memes. Oh, so maybe maybe try to jump into that Discord side and see if they're if they talk about anime over there. Oh, okay. If they don't, maybe you can start the conversation, Andy. Yeah. Oh well, I could. You know, listen. Sometimes (laughs) I have to take. I. I, It could happen. (laughs) It could happen. No, I like that because these they're so nice, right? Every time, you know, someone logs in, everybody says, hey, you know, yeah, I've there's had a, people. Hmm? There's a there's there's macros to do that, Andy. Don't feel too. Oh, 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 oh. don't worry, Andy. It's likely not because what's it? <laughs> 14, 14 doesn't have a very good macro support at all. Oh, OK. You just broke the... <laughs> No, Andy. That's it. Don't worry. James okay. doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's a macro, but no, oh. people have messaged me, you know, asking if I need help. Help like they'll do like, you know, letting me know if I need anything. It's they're so sweet. Um but I'm just wondering, like, you know, are there better ones? I don't know. I don't know, Andy, you know, something that happened to me last week was, you know, a new player was like, hey, we I need help with getting some better gear. And our us seasoned group of players were doing uh, a thing called treasure maps. And that's like a giant group activity. But we stopped what we were doing and switched to crafting jobs and then made him new gear and then sent it to him. See, that is so sweet. That is so sweet. Maybe maybe mine, all right, is going to be even better and sweeter. Yeah, all why right? don't you, yeah, why don't you ask for help and see what type of 
it's community support outpouring you'll maybe get. I'll maybe that'll that. make you feel closer. Yeah, Andy, do that. They, they talked a lot about birds the other day. That's interesting. Like they found someone found a bird, but they were afraid someone else held the bird before they helped. And then they were like, well, if you hold a bird without gloves, then the bird won't be able to like readapt or it won't connect with the. And then someone was like, no, that's not true. Birds don't do this, but you need this. to." And it turns out they're all super into birds and there's nothing wrong with that. You Why should, you did know I what? use an inflection to, to imply it was? You need to leave and tell them, this fucking bird FC is too weird for me. I need to find my anime FC. <laughs> I need to talk about Zombieland Saga and which one's my favorite pop idol. Well, maybe you can do that, Andy, next time on Add to Party. <laughs> Don't worry, Friendships. listeners. We'll open that up at the at the beginning of next. <laughs> yeah, we won't let that. We won't let that juicy piece of content go. There's nothing go. wrong with birds, everyone. I'm just sad. <laughs> I've been your host, James Hartwell, and I've been joined by Charles Jamat, uh, happy F- FF14 player, uh, and I was joined by uh, Andy K, trying to find a home. Maybe I found I... one. Maybe I'm into birds. I don't know. Pray to God there's news next week, people. (laughs) (laughs) Good night. All right. Good night.